right. Yeah. I'm... All the names of the Torah Hello. are uh, by divine providence. There's a reason why Hashem chose those these names specifically to be the names of the Torah, the names of each Torah portion. So this week's Torah portion, Pasha's Kisave, is also it's its name is by divine providence, and there, this name is in sync with the godly energy of this week. The Alter Rebbe tells us we need to live with the times. So living with the times, he didn't have in mind the, the fashion in Paris or the literature of London. He had in mind a Torah portion of the week. And uh, the energy of this week is connected to the Torah portion. And it, the all and the Shantar says that in the name of everything, morning, in the name of everything, you have its essence. You see the essence of whatever it is through its name. So that means the essence of the energy that Shem wants us to live, live with this week is alluded to in the name of the Torah portion this week, Kisab. So what does that word mean? So let's first look at the simple context of the word. Of the word. What is the Torah saying? The Torah is saying, when Tobi means to come, when you come into the land of Israel, and that Hashem, your God, has given you, as the Torah says, in the opening verse, and you'll inherit the land, and you'll settle in the land, uh, then you should take the first fruits, and you should bring the first fruits to Hashem in the base of English. That's what the um, that's what the Torah says. So the Talmud says, what does it mean when you come to the land? At what point is it coming? What what point is it considered arrive that you have arrived in the land of Israel? You don't have you know ways to say you have arrived or something, you know, right? So how do you know you've arrived in the land of Israel? So it says in the Torah, when you <coughs> when you inherit the land, you settle in the land. That's the meaning of arriving the land of Israel. The Talmud actually derives from this, this verse that the rest of the Torah as well, whenever it talks about coming to the land of Israel, it means after you've arrived in the land of Israel and you settled. Because since the Torah says to come to land, until you're settled there, it's not considered arriving. You come there and you still haven't unpacked your suitcases and you're still trying to figure out where you're going to live somewhere in the land of Israel. You haven't, after they conquered, it took them seven years. I can't hear you. Jewish people first arrived with Joshua to Yeshua, the land of Israel took seven years to conquer all the land of Israel and seven more years to divide the Rabbi, land of Israel. can you hear me? So until the land of Israel was, was divided, until the land of Israel was uh, settled, took 14 years. So whenever the Torah says, Hello? when you come Hello? to the land of Israel, the Torah is talking about 14 years can later after the me? land has been, been conquered fully and the land has been divided fully. That's the language of the Talmud. But Rashi actually hears the language of the Talmud. Rashi says, uh, What do you want to say? After the... Uh, I only see the top of your hat and I can't hear I think that's Dovi. Dovi, was that knocking? Is that you? I think it's Dovi. Your message Dovi. to Rabbi Moshe says, same, same. I only see the top of your head and I can't hear you. Send it. Rashi actually hears the language of the Talmud Duh. over here. Rashi, instead of using... Uh, the the after conquering and the vine land of Israel, Rashi is a slight difference between the way the Talmud says and the way he says it. Rashi says, first Rashi over here. In I'm story. in the back here and, and I says, can't hear him and I can't see him. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 We have something else. We're changing all this. You, they were not obligated to bring the first the same mistake the until they conquered the land and divided it. What is yeah, Rashi adding you, by saying those words? What is Rashi saying to us different? Why is he changing, changing the line of the Talmud? From the Talmud, you would think that if you personally got your share in the land of Israel, you had your own share, 
you think that you're already obligated to give the first fruits to Hashem. You're not, if once you got your fruit, you got your share, you have your farm, you have to give your fruits to Hashem. So Rashi says, no, it doesn't go by you only. The rival land of Israel means when all the Jewish people arrive in the land of Israel. Until the land has been conquered and divided fully. So even though you've gotten your share, it's not considered that you have arrived in the land of Israel. Why not? So there's a, there's a rule in the Talmud, partial arrival, not considered a full arrival, not considered a arriving at all. So since all the Jewish people are like, like one body, the Talmud Yushalmi says, how come the Torah obligates us to forgive each other when we've wronged each other? The Talmud says, even if someone cuts off your hand, you have to forgive them. How can the Torah demand from us such a high level of patience and, and, and kindness? Someone cuts off your hand, you still you still obligate to forgive them. <clears throat> so Talmud, Yushalmi gives an analogy. Imagine if your right hand cut off your left hand. Would you be angry at your right hand? So, so the Jewish people are all one body. So you can't say they're going to be angry at another Jew for what he did to you forever because, because he's part of your body. It's, it's not someone separate from you. So too, when the Torah says, when you've arrived in the land of Israel, what does arrived in the land of Israel mean? Arrived in the land of Israel means that all the Jewish people arrived in the land of Israel. It's like going to a mikvah. You immerse yourself in the mikvah and your hair is sticking out of the mikvah. One hair is sticking out of the mikvah. It's not considered you're in the mikvah at all. The meaning of arriving, the meaning of going, immersing the mikvah means that you've fully arrived, you're fully there. So to one, the Jewish people are all one body. What if we say that we've all arrived in the land of Israel? If Alex is in the land of Israel and you're not in the land of Israel, how can you say, how could Alex say he's there yet? How could he say that, that he's fully there? If you're, you're his brother, you're not there yet. Therefore, the Torah says, until Rashi says, until the land has been completely conquered and completely divided, that's when we could say that the Jewish people have arrived in the land of Israel. What's the spiritual meaning of arriving in the land of Israel? The Hebrew word for land, Eretz, also means desire. The coming to the land of Israel means achieving a desire. What kind of desire? The Talmud says, Why is the land of Israel called desire? Israel, the spiritual meaning of Israel is to want to do the will of Hashem. Israel means to decide that you want to do what Hashem wants. So fully, you could decide you could do what Hashem wants. You're going to want to do what Hashem wants. But until you're fully there with all your thoughts and all your feelings, you haven't yet arrived in the land of Israel. The meaning of arriving in the land of Israel is not just you want to do what Hashem wants you to do, but you're fully there completely and they, all of your thoughts and feelings are dedicated to doing the will of Hashem. Just like when you're arriving in Israel physically, every Jew has to be there. So to the spiritual meaning of coming to Israel, deciding you want to do what Hashem wants you to do, the meaning of the wanting to do what Hashem wants you to do means that you're epitemious and inside you, you're fully devoted to doing the will of Hashem. Okay, so we're going to learn the spiritual meaning of this mitzvah. But know the spiritual meaning of this mitzvah, of being the first fruits, we have to know the physical meaning of it. Torah says, you arrive in the land of Israel, the land of Israel has been divided. You have to take the one of the uh, fruits in your farm, in your uh, garden, in your wherever you are in the land of Israel, and bring that fruit to the house of Hashem and give that fruit to the Koyanim, to the, in the Beis Hamikdash, the special prayer that was recited when you arrived in the Beis Hamikdash. And the, there's a whole procession that was done in each town. They would gather together to travel together to Shalayim. They would go with great pomp and ceremony, with 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 um, decorating the baskets they were bringing. And the uh, was led with music and singing. And when they got to Shalim, everyone put the basket on their shoulders and they would 
walk up to the, the Temple Mount and present it for Hashem, a loud and proud, they would say a special prayer of thanks to Hashem. That's the midst of the first fruits. It starts with taking the best fruits. The best fruits means, first of all, the best species. The species that Israel is especially praised for as having these, the best, these fruits are the best in Israel, like pomegranates and dates and grapes and figs and olives and barley and wheat. Those uh, seven species are some are, are species that Israel is especially gifted to uh, produce. And in those species themselves, you have to take the best of those. So you can't give to Hashem, you know, you, you're planting figs or dates, you can't give the mediocre ones, you got to give the best ones, special, not, not the mediocre ones. So the Torah is very specific and says, give the first fruits, the first ones that ripen. What are the first, what's, what's considered the first? So it says in the Torah, right in the beginning, in Bereshus, and God says, he, he, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. He said, uses the word Bereshus. The word Bereshus is made up of two parts. Beis Bereshus. The Talmud explains, and Rashi mentions, there are two things that are called Bereshus, are called the first. The Jewish people are called the first, and the Torah is called the first. And the, Torah, the world was created for these two things, for the Torah and for the Jewish people. These are among the Jewish people, and the Torah are among seven things that existed before the world, world was created. There are many things that existed before the world. Like, for example, the power of Teshuvah, heaven, uh, were there before the world existed. The power to return to Hashem is something which is above the world. Anyway, so, so when it says in this Torah portion, it's to give the first fruits to Hashem, so the first fruits refer to the uh, Bikurim, the first fruits of the field, but also refer to the Jewish people who are called the first fruits of the world. Since we existed before the world existed, so there we're called the first fruits. As it says in the Torah, God says, just like a fig ripens, the ripening of a fig at first, that's how I see also your forefathers. I, I see your forefathers like, like the ripening of a fruit. So the Jewish people are called the first fruits of Hashem. Another thing which is called the first fruits is the Torah. The Torah is called first. And parallel to the mitzvah of Bikurim, we have the Jewish people. Parallel to the first fruits, we have us. And parallel to the Torah, we have the mitzvah of Truma. Torah says you have to give every year uh, part of your crops to a coin, a percentage. doesn't say exactly what the percentage is. There's a discussion. But it depends on your generosity. Some give a, some give a fortieth, a fiftieth, a sixtieth, depending on your generosity. Those who are more generous give a fortieth. Those less generous give a sixtieth. Those who are average give, give a fiftieth. But that gift to the coin is called teruma, and that corresponds to Torah. Why does teruma correspond to Torah? Because the word teruma is made up of two parts: Torah, Mem, the Torah that was given in forty days. So the mitzvah of giving the percentage of your crops to Hashem, that mitzvah means spiritually the mitzvah of studying Torah, the gift of the Torah. The first fruits correspond to the Jewish people. So the halal, interestingly, that how the spiritual meaning of the mitzvah is parallel to the halacha, the halachas of the mitzvah. Who came first, the Jewish people or the Torah? The grandfather once spoke about this in an article and never told me to take, him out, take it out of the article because the answer is as it says in Tanvel Yo, if the Torah addresses the Jewish people 
Torah says, speak to Jewish people, that means we were here first, right? So that's what it says. I never told my grandfather that you shouldn't get out of the article because I never said people will think that they don't need to keep Torah. You say that. They don't don't understand the meaning of what what it says. You have to explain it. If it's put in an article, it's going to confuse people. Anyway, so so the Jewish people precede Torah. It doesn't just mean chronologically that, the Jew, that we precede Torah, that we, that we existed before the world existed, as the Torah did, but we came earlier than the Torah, that God thought about us before he thought about, thought about the Torah. But it also means spiritually, not only do we exist um, uh, before, chronologically, history, we're there before, it also means we're a higher level, or in language of Siddhis, in the place of this origin of the souls of Israel, there is not yet a Torah. The place where our souls come from, that place where, where God thought about us, there is not, there is no Torah there yet. All there is is the Jewish people. The language of the Talmud, the thought of the Jewish people came before everything else. The uh, Torah serves to connect us to Hashem as we are in the physical world. You can't connect to Hashem without keeping the Torah. So the as in the language of the Zohar, there are three things that are bound with each other. The Torah, the Jewish people, and Hashem. And the um, Torah serves to connect us to Hashem. The, the, the Zohar is very specific, and it says there are, there are three knots, which you would think there's only two. If there's three things that are connected to each other, you only need to have two knots. One knot to connect us to Torah. Another knot to connect the Torah to Hashem. But the Zohar says there's three knots because we have our own connection to Hashem, which precedes Torah. That's only in the higher world. Here, as in this physical world, we need the Torah to connect to Hashem. And at the Torah, we can. Anyway, so, so the mitzvah Bikurim, the Talmud says, the parallel, physical parallel of Allah matches the spiritual one. Just like the mitzvah of the first fruits has to be done before you give the Trumat Hashem, before you donate the gift to the Kohen, you have to give your first fruits in the temple. That comes first. That's parallel to the spiritual meaning that the Jewish people come before the Torah. We exist before the Torah exists. So the spiritual meaning of Bikurim corresponds to the physical application of it. And therefore, we have to give the first fruits before we give the gift to the king. This will help us understand a um, interesting... Uh, two interesting halachas about Bikurim. Two interesting laws about the mitzvah Bikurim. First is like this. The law is, halacha is, as I mentioned before, they brought the gifts in the basket. If you came to the base of Mingash with the first fruits, you would not be accepted unless you have a basket. The gift has to be put in the basket. Number one, it's a mitzvah on you. Number two, the coin who receives the gift is also can only take it if it's in a basket. So the question is, why is a basket so important? Why is it so critical to have a basket? It's another interesting law. There are two kinds of baskets. The Talmud says rich people, they would give their, their, their fruits in baskets made of silver and gold. And poor people give their gifts in baskets made out of, uh, you know, out of, out of uh, uh, leftover things that they found in the farm, twine, branches, whatever. They'll make the, 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 the gift out of that. So the law is like this. If you brought the first fruits in silver and gold, the Kohen would give it back to you. If you brought it in a uh, in 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 other other materials made out of wood or whatever, uh, then the kohen would keep it. 
That means that the gift would only encompass the basket if the basket was something simple. If the basket was something expensive, the gift, the, the, the basket would not become part of the first fruit. It would become something different. In order to become part of it, it had to be something simple. The question is why? Why is it so important to have a basket? Why is it so important? Why, why, are the, why is it this discrepancy that only if the baskets are made of very simple material are, are, do they become part of the fruit and they be considered part of the gift of Hashem? You'd think, since the Torah says to give the best fruits to Hashem, you'd think you have to give also the best baskets. And yet the Torah says, if you use silver and gold, not accepted. I know this guy who's in, it was in the gem video a few years ago. This guy gave the Rebbe a picture of his family and he put it into this beautiful frame. They were giving the frame back. And they said, look, at, he was like insulted. Why is he giving the frame back? So they never said, just like, like we put in the first fruits, if you give the gift in silver and gold, the lacha is that the frame, that the silver and gold goes back. So it was a very positive uh, response to his not feeling uh, good about it. Anyway, so so um, what's the reason we have to have a, um, a a basket for the fruits? And why is only when the basket is made of something that's simple does the basket con, con, is basket considered part of the gift? The answer, the answer is like this. Why is it that God took the soul from the highest places in heaven and brought the soul down to this physical world? What's the goal? So it says in Kabbalah, Chassidus, the goal is the soul descends to this world. And through its ascent to this world, it reaches a higher level. The soul descends in this world, but it reaches a higher level. The question is, how? It gets involved in the physical world. It gets involved in physical things. In heaven, there are no physical things. only enveloped in love and reverence for Hashem in a way that we can't even possibly imagine. And yet, only over here is it reach a higher level. How does it reach a higher level over here? The answer is like this. Hashem's purpose in creation is that He wants a home in the lowest realms. He wants a home here. What's a home mean? A home is a place where you find full expression of yourself. It's a be yourself. Your permanent place is your home. So we talk about the world being a home for Hashem. It means a place where God's essence is revealed. And, and so in order for this mission to be achieved, Hashem sends his soul to the world. Because Hashem's desire is not just to have a home. He wants to have a home in the lowest realms. The higher worlds are amazing worlds. Worlds of Ganeidin, the world's higher than Ganeidin with Batsilos. They're amazing places. Places of the full light of Hashem, a place where you feel there's nothing besides Hashem. That's great. But compared to God's essence, those worlds are a concealment of galaxies. And so compared to Hashem himself, that's not his essence. That's a concealment. The world of Batsilos, in the language of Amisha Kardavari, he says, more distant than this world is from the world of Atsilus, Atsilus's distance is, is, is comparably lower to the infinite light of Hashem. As distant as this world is from Ganeidin and Atsilus, as, as different we, we are here in the world of Atsilus, the world of Atsilus is incomparably lower than the, than the essence of Hashem. Where well, Arizal actually said more than that. Arizal says that according to Moshe Kordavari, there's still a difference between this world and Atsilus vis-a-vis its, its relationship to the essence of Hashem. According to their, their Moshe Kordavari, the higher world of Atsilus is closer to the light of Hashem than this world. It's just that this world is, is Atsilus is farther from the light, infinite light of Hashem, and this world is from Atsilus. But if you were to travel, in other words, spiritually, if you look at the difference between this world and the infinite light of Hashem, there would be a there would be a greater gap between this world and the infinite light of Hashem than the world of Atsilus. It just is a greater gap between the infinite light, the, the infinite light of Hashem and Atsilus, but compared to this world, there's an even greater gap. Arizal says you can't say that. 
Rizal says, compared to infinite light of Hashem, this world and Atzilus are equal. In other words, there's an infinite gap between both, and therefore there's no difference between this world and Atzilus. They're both infinitely lower. So Hashem took the Neshama from Ganegi, from Atzilus, from these high worlds, in order to become, to reach a higher level. What's a higher level? High level is connecting with God's essence. How do you connect with God's essence? God desired to have a home in the lowest realms. We qualify as the lowest realm. The world lower than this world. This is the lowest world. This is where God wants a home. And that's why, since we are the first fruits of Hashem, so that's why Hashem says, in order to do this, I have to put the fruit in a basket. What's the basket mean? The basket means the body. You can make a home for Hashem as a soul without a body. The fruit cannot make a difference in this world. The soul can make impact in this world. Dr. Breskin is loving this. This feeds right into his whole narrative about taking care of your body. That's yeah. right. Okay, good. So, <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. So, so the, the you have to have a body. You have to have a vessel. You have to have a kale. If it's, there's no vessel, then it's not kosher. It's not. It's not able. You're not able to give this as a gift to Hashem. What makes you able to make a home for Hashem is that your fruit is in a basket. You have a body, and this explains how. Um, Maimonides differentiates between the rich and the poor, and only the poor baskets, only the, the baskets made out of branches and whatever, only they are considered part of the fruit. Although, uh, like the Jewish people, we're the souls of the Jewish people, and we are the first thing that existed. Just like there's a fruit, first fruit of the field, so the first fruit in the world, the Jewish people. Before she had anything else, you had the Jewish people. Other fruit, they, they we are the fruit. Have, we have to take. We have to work on our set to make that fruit available to to accept. By, uh, you're a humble man. Let me tell you a secret. Let me tell you a secret. You're a humble man. You're already Hashem's favorite without doing anything. No matter what you could do, no, I'm serious. There's nothing you could do to make yourself more beloved Hashem. Nothing you could do to make yourself less beloved Hashem. You are you are beloved Hashem because you are His child. You can't make yourself more beloved Hashem. You could reveal the love, which the Shem's love can be more expressed with what Hashem wants. But the uh, the Jew is one with Hashem. The essence of the Jew is one with Hashem, and therefore it's, it's, in, it's like an only child to the parents. You say? Yes. And also, it's like you know, Hashem could have made us out of silver and gold. Also, that wasn't his intent. Okay. And the basket, except for the body, right? We're made from the dust. The basket we're made from leaves and twigs. The same way. I mean, what's the opposite of this? The opposite is when people try to make their idols and silver and gold. It's a very interesting, you know. So the spiritual parallel actually is like this. The meaning of the twigs, the leaves, is simple things that we do. The simplest things. Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm. So most mitzvahs are physical mitzvahs. It's only only the physical things with our hands and feet and our mouth. That's what make a home for Hashem. The silver and gold means serving Hashem in a higher, deeper way, using the higher parts of yourself, which is also important. As says in the, in the Talmud, a mitzvah without concentration, like a body without a soul. Or the Zohar says that the, the thoughts you have, the love and reverence you have for Hashem, when you do a mitzvah, is like the wings allow the mitzvah to ascend. It's all true. But ultimately, what is part, what is the, 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 the thing that Hashem wants in this world? He wants a home in the lowest realm. Therefore, it's the physical things that we do, the physical mitzvahs that, that create that home. That's how you, you can't get to the house of God without a body. You can't get out to the house of God without the physical commandments of Hashem. That's how you make a home for Hashem, connect to God's essence. This is what the author meant 
Alpha explains. It's a verse we say in Shabbos and Davening. The little meaning of that is whatever God wants, He made. He made the heavens, He made the earth, whatever He wants, He made. The Rebbe says, The deepest desire of Hashem, what does Hashem really want? Is What's His deepest desire? It's awesome. The physical actions that we do. Hold the deepest desire is a physical action we do for uh, to make this physical world a uh, a home for Hashem. All right. And that's how the Hashem reaches a higher place once before. The main thing is not to go to a higher place. The highest place is this world, as I mentioned. That this, that this world should become a home for Hashem, which will happen in, a full, in the fullest way, in a manifest way, when Mashiach comes. And uh, that's what this time is about. This, this energy, this Torah portion is immersing ourselves in the desire of Hashem, not just to do it, to pull our thoughts and feelings into it, probably to arrive in the land and to focus on the physical things that we're doing in the world to make this world a home for Hashem. If, to move one more good thought, we're action and action. Hit the skill, make the shit. Thank you. Yeah. 